This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Friday, April 2nd, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Good, buddy. It's Friday. It's the final day of the week, and uh, we roll into Easter weekend. So, uh, got a little bit of an extended one coming, huh? Yeah, we're going nice. to take uh, Monday off. Three-day just... weekend. Exactly. So, we can enjoy the weekend, uh, you know, get out there, spend time with the family. Uh, as your sweatshirt alludes to, we're going to be checking out the uh, new episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm even going to try and get to the movies this weekend and see this uh, weekend? Godzilla vs. Kong. It, it... Oh, Godzilla! Very, very Kong Kong! Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Falcon Soldier Friday, so... <laughs> Representing with my with my gear minus the hat. The hat's just kind of so the red, white, and blue hat I kind of have, except the Whataburger hat. But it looks really stupid on me. So <laughs> fair enough. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. And kicking things off right out of the gate, I do have to warn people: viewer discretion is advised. Just for the next couple minutes. Tony, I'm going to ask you, what is the strangest sexual fetish you've ever heard of? Oh, uh, the weirdest one is the ones where there's the fans only that people pay for, like, girls, like, used underwear. They'll wear it for days, and then they'll sell them. It's like the more potent, the better. Uh, I don't know. That That's the weirdest, one of the weirdest ones I can think of off the top of my head that I just find disturbing and just nasty, but there's girls that i know that do that they sell it and they're just like people pay mike that's the thing there's a market for it so uh you know what whoa if you can capitalize whoa. go ahead and capitalize Woof. right <laughs> not money i'm spending on no no <laughs> sir e. well all that goes to say that here's the finish i don't understand but a husband made his wife pretend to be an amputee during sex and now wants to cut one of his healthy limbs off to satisfying his gro- satisfy his growing fetish the man's unnamed wife wrote to the Abigail Van Buren Agony Ant column after her husband asked her to cover up part of her leg with a towel during sex to make her look like an amputee. She said her marriage of six years was most blissful and that she had initially tried to maintain an open mind about her husband's fetish until recently. 
The U.S.-based woman wrote, Three months ago, he asked to do some role-playing where we hid my leg under a towel to give the appearance of having a below-the-knee amputation, which he says is his favorite. I didn't like it, but I went ahead with it. But now things are getting to be too much for me. He recently told me that not only does he find amputees attractive, but he wants to be one. Van Buren's daughter, Jean Phillips, who now writes the column on behalf of her late mother, answered the concerned woman by explaining her husband's desire to remove one of his limbs is known as integrity identity disorder. She recommended the woman do further research on the desire, but also sounded a note of caution for the marriage. Phillips wrote, You should also consult a licensed psychotherapist to help you decide whether this fetish is something you are prepared to live with or it's time to end your marriage. A sexual interest in amputees is known as acrotomophilia, while the sexual desire to become an amputee is known as apotemnophilia. Boy, those are hard to say. Integrity identity disorder, the condition mentioned by Phillips in her reply, occurs when a person wants to remove one of their own limbs or paralyze themselves, although not necessarily out of sexual desire. The disorder is rare and has triggered ongoing debates among medical ethics experts boy, somebody like that, about whether anyone is ever entitled to ask for the amputation of one of their own healthy limbs. Opponents say anyone expressing desires to inflict such physical harm on themselves is not likely is likely not in a neurological state where they should be allowed to do so. What say you, Tone? Is that uh, something you could see getting behind, or is that just a little too weird for you? Nope. Too much for me, man. It's just weird weird stuff yeah there's a fine line between you know a healthy sex life and you know this uh what did they call it um integrity identity disorder where uh you know you you want to inflict some sort of harm on yourself or your partner just to uh make them more sexually desirable just look at uh, army hammer and all of those tweets that are going back and forth oh yeah well his career is toast that's uh i was reading the, that's why the death on the Nile, mm-hmm. like that that movie is like in limbo big time, just because he's one of the main guys in it. So it's like, it might maybe it'll see the light of day. I don't know. I don't so. know, but uh, strange nonetheless. But uh, you know what, folks? It is Friday. It is the last day of the week. Headed into a holiday weekend, and guess what? We lined up a wonderful show for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday. We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We have a segment called Dog vs. Cat People. Our call-in topic today is the best April Fool's pranks either you've pulled or have had pulled on you. G-Man is joining us with the G-Man's matchups. We're taking a look at the NCAA March Madness Final Four preview going on this weekend. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. (laughs) 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we have a little thing that we talk about each day. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're attracted to amputees and you can explain the fetish. Let us know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. Tony is here with the entertainment news. April Fools, right? I had to unmute it there. So, uh, welcome everybody. It is Friday, April second, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong debuted to a solid nine point six million dollars on opening day Wednesday. It'll be uh, fun to talk about on Tuesday what it did over the weekend. HBO Max has given a series order to Head of the Class. It'll be a multi-cam reboot of the 80s sitcom about a group of overachieving high school students who meet their greatest challenge, a teacher who wants them to focus less on grades and more on experiencing life. Nope. I vaguely, I vaguely remember that show. I remember it being on HBO, but I originally, but I don't remember too much about it. We don't need another reboot. Yep, but it's coming if you like that one. Ozark cast says Netflix drama is a good job that must come to an end ahead of the final season. So Ozark, great show, but it is coming to an end. The Forever Purge continues franchise's R-rated tradition with more blood and violence as it was officially listed as an R-rated movie. Well, no duh. Right. <laughs> um, and Steven Yoon to star in Jordan Peele's next movie. I hope it's like a horror type flick that'd be really good. Probably will be. See, Glenn back in that kind of uh, genre would be nice. Well, and he was so. just nominated for a uh, Golden Globe, was it? Or and an, Oscar, Aca- yeah, an Academy, and Academy Award. Award, too. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought him. Glenn from The Walking Dead? Crazy, huh? Great actor, though. Yeah, he very much is. Um, that's, that was it for the Filippo Fast Five. Then we roll on to the actual entertainment news. Um, <clears throat> so it was announced uh, last night, uh, well, late yesterday, more or less, that DC canceled um, a few projects. So as the DC slate, some legacy development titles, included New Gods in the Trench, uh, will not be moving forward. Um, it looks like they they want to do other partnerships for the DC stories, but the projects remain in skillful hands, and maybe they'll move forward in the future. But as of right now, they've been canceled. Um, it's, there's some quotes here that says, Tom, I loved writing New Gods with you. Um, looks like Duver- Ava Duvera said, I'm upset with the saga of Barda, Scott, Granny, Highfather, and the Furies. They ends this way diving into Kirby's fourth world of adventure of a lifetime. This can't be taken away. Thank you for your friendship. And remember dark sides. Okay. (laughs) So that was their little tweet, but it looks like they were working on it. They had some scripts going, things ready to go, but then they just said, nah, we're not doing those. So yeah, they, um, they touted uh, Ava DuVernay as, you know, the, uh, the um, director behind new gods, uh, but I don't think it's a big loss that they're losing that in the trench. Uh, I think DC needs to focus on their main core of characters. 
not like uh, Marvel, where you know you can grab obscure characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy or Shang Chi and make something huge out of it. The obscure characters in DC, they don't work right now because the main characters don't work right now. It it, it just doesn't make any sense. So right. You know, The Trench was a spinoff of Aquaman with those creatures from the deep. It was going to be a horror movie. Don't really need it. And then New Gods, again, were so obscure that uh, most people only know Dark Side of the New Gods, and, and that's really about it. So uh, knowing that Jim Lee is uh, basically the new Kevin Feige of uh, the DCEU, uh, I have a feeling he had a lot to do with that. Yeah, no, and that's a good call. And I agree with you on that. Um, you definitely... Uh... If your main guys aren't working, then you can't really build a franchise. I think that whole thing just needs to be... Unfortunately, it's so fresh, but you kind of have to reboot the whole thing. Yep. Almost. I mean, you can keep, obviously... Um, uh, you could keep Gal Gadot as um, uh, Wonder Woman. I think that's fine. And Jason Momoa as, as Aquaman. I think you're fine with the casting of those characters you just gotta tell better stories and they just gotta be a little bit different so (laughs) uh but uh but that was it on dc another fun one i got yesterday was we know that they announced the obi-wan kenobi series this week and we know hayden christensen's coming back well there's uh despite previous rumors uh jaja binks missing not to coming back uh, they, there was rumors Jar Jar Binks might come back in the Obi-Wan series um, Ahmed Best who voiced the character and provide, provided motion capture confirmed that the polarizing Gungan will not be making a return he took to Twitter to congratulate the cast who was fully announced on Monday and he said congrats my friends looking forward to seeing all these wonderful artists on screen following the tweet a fan suggested that Best was playing coy about Jar Jar's return, but he made it clear that the character will not be appearing on the Obi-Wan series. Um, If Jar Jar Binks was to return to the Star Wars fold, it would most likely would have been on the series. Uh, Jar Jar Binks made his first appearance in Phantom Menace, which introduced Ewan McGregor as a young Obi-Wan. I unfortunately just don't think... They kind of just found a way to just dance off the side screen there. I just... I don't think you need to have Jar Jar. That would be, that would probably be a little rough for the show. Well, I for one am disappointed. No, I'm just nah, seven, seven tells me you're not really. <laughs> no, but I do love the uh, the fan theory that went around that Jar Jar Binks was really the Sith Lord that was uh, pulling all the strings. Uh, if you get a chance, go over to YouTube and, and just look up Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord and explains the whole thing. I love that theory, but the character himself, eh, no big. Yeah, problem. exactly. If he, if he would have had that, and he would have been one of the bad ones in the, you know, Revenge of the what was it, uh, Revenge of the Sith, the third one, yep. then that would have been good. But yeah, his character, I'm okay with him not coming back. Fine, you know, and Ahmed Best got to he got to do that the Jedi Temple show, so it's not like he didn't get to come back to the Star Wars world in some form or fashion. Legends so, of the Jedi well, Temple. So you know what's worse than uh, reboots? More Pre- reboots. <laughs> More reboots or prequels. Prequels. Of, Some prequels of are okay. Things, yeah. Well, were you ever clamoring for a Rocky prequel? No. No? Well, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone thinks that you are because he's working on a prequel to one of his most iconic characters, Rocky. 
Um, he's sharing a pitch in the form of handwritten notes. The project is clearly in the very early stages. It appears that uh, despite Stallone saying the character is now retired, Rocky Balboa is coming back for one more round. Um, he's he's trying to find a he has a streaming idea for ten episodes to get to the heart of the characters in their younger years. Um, he's starting it out basically how Rocky got into boxing and develop his friendship with Mick and then how he got to where he was at. So I don't know. You saw Rocky. You got to see his rise and, and all that. I don't, this isn't Cobra Kai and anything. And I feel like you got to extend the franchise by having Creed in there. Like that was a good spinoff. Um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, I just, I don't think you need a prequel Rocky. Exactly. No, I was even going to say, you know, Creed with Michael B. Jordan did a fantastic job in the two movies that he was in. You know, if you're going to spin anything off, spin that off. You know, make that a series. But uh, we don't need a, a, a early Rocky story. I mean, there's been how many movies? Seven, eight movies about Rocky? I don't think we yeah. need any more. No, I think we're good there. So, But they are developing on it. So if you're, if you're a Rocky fan, well... It might be up your alley if it gets picked up, but uh, uh, not not quite for me. And again, you can't even do really the spinoff of it because you already did it with Creed. So there's no need to go down that avenue again. Exactly. But um, you know what movie does have promise? Thundercats. They're making a movie about it. So, oh, so they've been talking about this for decade now, and uh, I'm I'm excited after hearing uh, the director choice. Yeah, so director Adam Wingard has revealed that his Thundercats movie will be like the beloved 80s animated series coming to life. He said, uh, so he developed Godzilla vs. Kong, and he has some details about his Thundercats adaptation, saying that he wants the audience to feel like they're watching the 80s cartoon. He does not want the movie just to be for kids. He's hoping to bridge the generational gap that will take on the humanoid cat aliens. Um what else does he say describing as a project as an adventure movie it's a pretty vague it's pretty vague in this stage considering the entirety of the original animated series is one of the greatest adventures that viewers have ever endeavored to go on but the idea that adam wingard intends to take a lot of the inspiration from the chair series is sure to please thundercat fans um the thundercat property means a lot to Wingard who went on to reveal that he has wanted to helm his own take on the franchise his whole life this has been a lifelong ambition to do this thing it's such an insane opportunity for me and it's like as soon as that's ready to go I'm definitely going to take it um Wingard's Thundercat movies will be achieved through a hybrid of CGI and animation and he's also on board to rewrite a previously commissioned script alongside Simon Barnett so fans of Thundercats, which I think it's going to be great. So, and it looks like Wingard's also working on a face-off sequel right now as well. He wants to make it kind of like a lost John Woo film, which I, is pretty cool. I had heard about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think filmmakers are starting to realize that fans want movies that are close to the source material. So as long as he stays close to that, but makes it for the adult fans who grew up with it, the kids will enjoy it, you know. Don't make, don't pander to the kids. Be like Marvel, you know. Stick to the source material and uh, just make it a fun ride. Absolutely. So uh, as that comes along, we'll share more information. But that's it for your entertainment news. Let's roll on to your birthdays. They're kind of big today. It's my kinda- birthday. 
All right. Actor best known for playing the role of Elliot Stabler on NBC's Law & Order Special Victims Unit. He also made his return to the show last night. Christopher Maloney is 60. He looks good for 60. Yeah, does. not look that old. Uh, uh, this gentleman plays Agent Phil Coulson in the MCU and uh, ABC series Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Clark Gregg is 58. This guy is known for playing... Archie Hillcox in Inglorious Bastards, or maybe you just know him as Magneto in X-Men First Class. Michael Fassbender is 43. He's a young Magneto. And actor best known for um, playing in uh, Game of Thrones. He was in Wonder Woman 84, but you just might know him best as Mando. Pedro Pasquale is 45. Happy birthday, gentlemen. Enjoy your day. Also, Happy birthday to our good friend, Jenny Wink. It's her birthday today, too. So happy freaking birthday, everybody. That's your entertainment news and birthdays. That does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we've got good news, everyone. So you won't want to miss it. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. And Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Friday, and as we do on Fridays, we like to take you into the weekend on an up note. You know, there's so much bad news out there, vitriol, divisiveness, and uh, you know what? We like to turn the tables a little bit with a segment I like to call... Good news, everyone! So I'll go ahead and kick things off. These days, life is pretty sweet for Lily Bumpus, an eight-year-old who recently shattered a local Girl Scout cookie sale record but it wasn't always that way. When the California resident was born with a rare form of cancer called Ewing's sarcoma in 2012, doctors told her family it would be a miracle if she survived treatment, let alone beat cancer. But Bumpus has always been a fighter and she made it through 14 rounds of adult strength chemotherapy and a surgery that removed a portion of her chest wall all before her first birthday. Her mother, Trish Bauer, didn't know it at the time, but that surgery would eventually lead Bumpus to the Girl Scouts. Because of the opening of her chest wall that leaves her heart exposed, she isn't allowed to do any type of physical activities or sports. Lily tried cheer, dance, and swim lessons, and all of it put her in the hospital, Bauer told today. So last resort, uh, me being desperate to find anything for my daughter to do, with other kids to simply feel included and to be a kid, I signed her up for Girl Scouts. When Bumpus was five, her mother took her to her first Girl Scouts meeting, and she was instantly intrigued when the troops started talking about selling cookies. It was the last week of the selling season, but Bumpus was still determined to get involved. 
Lily sat and listened to all the girls say how excited they were for the gel pens and tie-dye kits that they had earned for boxes sold, and she asked if she could see the paper with the prizes on it. She turned it over and saw on the bottom, it said if she sold 5,000 boxes of cookies, she would go to Greece and Rome. She told me, I'm doing that and going there, Mom, she said. By the next day, the five-year-old had sold over 2,000 boxes, and by the end of the week, she sold over 5,000 boxes to earn her trip. And so her cookie empire began. Flash forward several years, and Bumpus found herself trying to sell cookies during a global pandemic this year. Since she wasn't able to set up a booth in public places or walk uh, door to door to drum up sales, the eight-year-old relied on her strong social media following to spread the word. Over the years, Bumpus had created a pretty special community on her Facebook page through her team, Lily Foundation. Along with her family and supporters, the eight-year-old had spent years supporting other children dealing with cancer. She's delivered holiday care packages, thrown surprise birthday takeovers, and cancer-free celebrations, and raised money for the funerals of children who lost their battle with cancer. And she's pretty inspired to use her platform as a Girl Scout to raise awareness and funds for cancer research. To kick off cookie season, the eight-year-old wrote a letter explaining how anyone who bought cookies from her would be supporting a great cause and help her achieve her dreams. She dropped it off at her local city hall, in laundromats, car washes, and other public spots where people were really likely to see it. My letter explains that when someone donates a $5 box through the cookie sales, that it will go to fight uh, to a kid fighting cancer, feeling really alone, or to someone that is homeless, she said. Soon, the orders started rolling in and people from across the country and from other countries. And by the end of the season, Bumpus had sold 32,484 boxes of cookies. Part of that figure includes 5,200 donated boxes of cookies, which Bumpus plans to bring to the local hospitals. The eight-year-old troops has de- uh, the eight-year-old troops has decided that a majority of the proceeds raised will go towards purchasing much-needed supplies to help with cancer research and feeding the homeless. What an inspirational story about an eight-year-old girl selling. Uh, what was it? It was. Uh... Was over... it the Samoas or the Thin Mints? Oh, Thin Mints for me, but she sold over thirty-two thousand boxes of cookies, which is nuts. I mean, she's wow. she's going to uh, to Greece six times over now. That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. How inspiring! And that's what makes it my good news, everyone. Mine's not quite as sweet as that. That's pretty cool. But mine is heroic, kind of. No, <laughs> it is. Um, lots of kids would say John Cena is their hero, but his work has led one boy himself to be a hero. Jackson Dempsey, uh, he's eight out of Hazleton, Pennsylvania, saved his sister Leela 20 months from choking after watching the popular wrestler and movie star explain how to do so on the Nickelodeon TV show The Substitute. Um, during the episode, so while we were driving to get my haircut, I noticed she was starting to choke from a chicken nugget from McDonald's, Jackson told the news. I told my dad to pull over, then I was starting to pat her on the back and got it out. Jackson credited John Cena's appearance on The Substitute with giving him the tools he needed to spring into action. It's called The Substitute on Nickelodeon. In the very first episode, John Cena was on it. And on the last part, he showed how to save somebody when they're choking. The Hidden Camera series puts disguised celebrities undercover as substitute teachers to surprise students in classrooms, according to the show's description on Nickelodeon's website. 
Cena actually appeared on the substitute during the third episode of the first season in 2019 and put the front of the CPR instructor or put on the front of a CPR instructor with a long hair and bushy beard. Jackson's father, Matt, said the family's lucky Jackson knew just what to do. If I was by myself and Jackson wasn't with me and I stopped and gave her a chicken nugget, I couldn't hear her because she was choking. She wasn't coughing. She wasn't panicking. She just had no air going through. She wasn't breathing. So thank God Jackson was there because without him, I don't know if Leela would be here today. So all from just watching a kid's show, he knew what to do. He was quick. He gave her the old pat on the back and uh, and uh, saved her. So That's awesome. That's... that's- it's a good one. It's a short one, right? But um, but, know, but it was a good one. And all that goes to show that uh, you know, there's all the you know talk out there that oh, you know, uh, TV shows these days all they do is inspire violence, and you know, kids pick up more on the things that they can learn. Um, and I guess my only question uh, with that is, after he saved her from choking, did he get in front of her and go, "You can't yeah. see me. <laughs> you can't see me." Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he did that, but that is pretty damn funny. So, <laughs> Still very cool. And anytime a uh, celebrity is involved with a good cause, you know, it's always fun to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it's Good News Friday. This is geeky, nerdy good news. But did you know that if you're an MLB fan, it's coming to Xbox and it's going to be free on the Game Pass on 420? Hey. <laughs> As I'm scrolling, hey, that's good news for like geeky people like me. I'm like, dude, I was going to buy that game. I was going to actually go spend the 50 bucks to buy it. But if it's on Game Pass, it's free. I don't have to spend 50 bucks. That's good news. There you go. (laughs) I'm going to the weekend happy with that. (laughs) Look at Tony with a uh, duo of... uh... Good news, everyone. (laughs) Well, folks, we are headed into our break. When we come back, we've got a segment called Dog vs. Cat People. You won't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, and we've made it to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. I just added uh, Amazon as well uh, yesterday, so that's another place you can get us. And uh, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing, a uh, article that I came across was a uh, series of tweets of, uh, actually pretty hilarious tweets, of cat people versus dog people. And it made me think back to a uh, YouTube video from a few years ago called Cat Friend versus Dog Friend that uh, humanizes the personalities of both of those. And uh, it is spot on the difference between cats and dogs. 
just crazy. But, uh, you know, there are truly dog people out there. There are truly cat people out there. And there are differences between the two. Now, uh, Tony, I know you are a dog person. Obviously, I'm a dog person. I'm not a big fan of cats. Cats are kind of assholes. But, uh, you know, have you ever owned a cat? Would you ever own a cat? Um, yeah, I've had a cat when I was younger. Um, scratch me. Uh, my mom had to get rid of it because it clawed me like right over here. So I have a little scar from it. Um, I didn't get along with cats as a kid, but I was kind of a little pain in the ass. I was like, well, I was like Elmira from, uh, uh, <laughs> from, uh, from the tiny tunes. I was always trying to pick up the cat and you know, they're not like dogs. You can't just really pick them up and cuddle with them unless they let you. Um, I was actually thinking about this uh, when I was back in Carson this last weekend is um, my cousin has this cat named Jake, this black cat, super friendly, just just uh, just comes up and cuddles and just and then uh, my friend Stacy's cat is like a little dog, like comes around, follows you around, looks at the window and just just super cool. So some cats are actually pretty cool. Um, Mike and Lacey have a cat named Minnie. Nice cat. But some cats are, like you said, they're assholes. Some. Right. <laughs> would, I, would I own one? Probably not. They are self-sufficient for the most part, though, compared to dogs. Mm. Like, you can go on vacation and stuff, and as long as they have food, and I mean, they have their box. They like to go in their box and stuff, but, you know, I don't know. So, well, with that, I meant normal. Sorry, Friday. I meant normal. I you popped your screen up and I read mini. I just was focused, so I apologize. <laughs> Tony Minnie is their dog. Yeah, screwed up the animal names. Minnie's awesome. She's a uh, she's she's like the little Monopoly dog. She's badass. Very cool. Well, with that uh, being said, let's run down some of the differences between dog people and cat people again very spot on uh this from twitter user simon cynic says the difference between dog people and cat people dog people wish their dogs were people okay that makes sense cat people wish they were cats i could see that (laughs) you know you get that definition of the crazy cat lady and you know hoarding just tons and tons of cats you would assume that she would want to be one of them if she could Right, it's uh, one of the. So I was testing out cat sounds. Uh, I had it muted, so I had to wait till it played. So that was the, that's why there was a delay, because it was it was a long like it said cats fighting, and I'm like, oh, that'll work. No, it's too long. <laughs> well, let's move on. Cat people versus dog people. Twitter user Ali Colbert says, "Isn't it weird how we have one million dog breeds and everyone is like, ooh, I've got a golden doodle this or Chihuahua mix that." And if you ask someone what type of cat they have, they just say, yeah, it's an orange one. It's a black one. Tony, I think you muted yourself again. <laughs> I have to. I was trying to find a good sound bite, but they run too long, so. Tony trying to multitask. Squirrel. Yep. <laughs> nope. It's, that's why I didn't unmute it. So. <laughs> Rolling on, talking dog people versus cat people. <laughs> Twitter user Dennis Holton says, you don't hate cats, you just can't handle rejection. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) You know, uh, cats, if they don't want anything to do with you, they will let you know that. Yeah, uh, my friend Stevie and Jeff's cat, um, Elwood, um, loves Stevie. And, you know, but he was just, he was, that cat just wouldn't go near you. It would hiss at you all the time. And 
you know, when we were, uh, when I was married and we were roommates with them, that cat used to stare at us and then like would crap on things and take off. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying about that YouTube video. And I'll even post that up on our uh, Facebook page so people can check it out. The personality is just perfect. The way that they humanize these, uh, the dogs and the cats. So, uh, moving on cat people versus dog people. <laughs> You'll notice I'm only playing dog sounds because I don't even have a cat sound. That's how much of yeah. not a cat I'm person trying, I am. I'm trying, like you said, I was trying to find a cat to offset your dog, but uh, some are very inappropriate. So yeah. I'm like, ooh, can't say that. Don't even worry about it. Uh, this one from Twitter user Woke Drug Guy says Dog people are like, this dog costs $3,000 and it's hypoallergenic. Cat people are like, I found this cat in an engine. It's true. Yeah, Cats it's come true. from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, Saves you money. Yeah, or you go to the grocery store and you know people have just a box full of cats and they're giving them away. Uh, the whole reason that there are you know feral cat uh, uh, trap and release. You know what they do is they grab these cats, they uh, neuter them, then they send them back out into the wild because they procreate like crazy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they like to get around. Kitty. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, dog people versus cat people. This one uh, may be a good, compelling reason to have a cat. Twitter user Soren Bowie says, I don't believe anyone is exclusively a dog person or a cat person because each animal serves its own important function. If you want a loyal friend who trusts and loves you implicitly, get a dog. If you want to know where the ghosts in your house are, get a cat. <laughs> Tony, you muted yourself again. Sorry. They like to, uh, they definitely like to, uh, um, they stare off a lot. <laughs> well, or they're staring at ghosts, you know, and I was pretty convinced you had a ghost in your uh, room there yesterday. Uh, chair yeah, was moving my, on its own. My but... stomach was killing me. Oh my God, yesterday was brutal. <laughs> that damn Philly cheesesteak sandwich did a freaking number. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, dude, it was rough going to work. Like, that was painful. Yeah. But if you had a cat, obviously it would prove that there wasn't a ghost there. Anyway, uh, let's keep moving on. Dog people versus cat people. This from Twitter user Paper Beat Scissors says, Dog people hate cats. Cat people hate people. <laughs> That's true, you know. Nope. Yeah. You know. That, that makes sense. Especially when you go back to the stereotype of the crazy cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Here's another one. Let's keep moving on. Dog people versus cat people. Twitter user Wanangim Art. Boy, that's a hard one to say. Dog people be like, this dog was more expensive than my car. Cat people are like, this cat entered my house and now I belong to him. Yeah, you, you don't own a cat. A cat owns you. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it is. And if they wander onto your property, well, they're pretty much there for life now. Well, and if you feed them, they keep coming back. Um, we used to have a cat that would show up at our back door. My mom would give him some food and every night, same time, would come back by. We would never let it in the house, but we'd come to the back door. And then that happened at my aunt's house this weekend, too. The <laughs> neighborhood cat would come stare and, like, tap at the window to try to get Jake's attention. Jake was is their cat, so. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a yeah. black and a red sort of a brindle uh, cat that lives between our two houses here and uh, we have a lot of uh, quail in the area and quail are 
dumb, well. dumb <laughs> shit. <laughs> and uh, inevitably, every morning you'll go out and see just like a little tuft of feathers somewhere where the cat uh, must have gotten its meal for the day. <laughs> Other than that, we don't hey, feed some. Yeah, cats they can they they can catch some things, man. Birds they're really good at getting the birds that they are. And when they try to bring you presents, you know, there's all sorts of things. Now, uh, mice. Yeah, I was gonna, snake. I was going to say our dog, uh, our late dog Marley. You know, she uh, she was great at catching critters and would bring them back as uh, presents, uh, mostly lizards. Yeah. You know, obviously based on where we live. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Talking cat people versus dog people. Twitter user Mara Wilson says, uh, someone says dogs are assholes. Dog person, you're an asshole. Someone says cats are assholes. Cat person says, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) They're not wrong. I don't think dogs are. I mean, some dogs can be, but dogs typically just are not. They're friendly. Like most dogs will come right up to you, sniff you, lick you. And that's the thing, you know, most dogs, they just want to please their owners, please others, you know, even dogs that tend to be aggressive, they're doing it because they think that they're protecting something. So, right. um, but for the most part, I mean, that's, that's for the 95% of dogs that are friendly, there's that 5% that get the bad rap. Right. Sorry, respond in there. All right. Uh, let's keep moving on. Cat people versus dog people. <laughs> Twitter user Comedy Central, I think I've heard of them, says at least cat people and dog people can bond over how much they hate people people. <laughs> people people? I'm a, pe- I'm a people person. You're a people people people. <laughs> but they can all agree. Uh, let's keep rolling on. Dog people versus cat people. Twitter user Shower Thoughts says growing up, we were led to believe that cats and dogs are mortal enemies when really the rivalry is just be- between cat people and dog people. And as we've seen from, you know, the selection here, that's pretty much true. You know, there is a sort of a hard line that, uh, you know, we were talking about divisiveness in the U.S. Could it be stronger with cat people versus uh, dog people or the left wing versus the right wing? Who's to say? Yeah, it's it's weird because like at uh, Mike and Lacey's house, Minnie, their dog, uh, Minnie freaks out like if uh, I could be wrong which cat it's not Pixie but it's I think it's normal when one of the cats leaves and she'll chime in I know um, when one of the cats leaves she like she's worried like where's the cat and she'll pace like by the couches uh, well at least at their old house she would pace back and forth because you know like the cat wasn't there so exactly yeah. well and let's keep moving on I think we've got time for one more dog people versus cat people <laughs> oh this one from Twitter user Lucy Huber says, uh, dog people, my dog is my child. Cat people, my cat is a fully grown adult human being that I invited to live with me and now is somehow in charge of my entire household. I think that perfectly sums up what a cat is to most people. Um, But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for not only this segment, but the first hour. We are headed into our long break. And when we come back, we've got our call-in topic of the best April Fool's pranks. So uh, listen to the news, take a potty break, grab yourself some tea. Join us back here in about seven minutes, and we will see you then. Meow. Fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. April 2nd, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day to close out our week? Sure am, man. Let's go. Right on. You know, it's uh, we're headed into the long weekend. Wanted to remind everybody again that uh, we will be taking Monday off. We'll be playing a best of. And, uh, you know, that way we can enjoy the uh, Easter holiday with our friends, with our family. And, uh, you know, just take that little extra time to uh, recuperate. Get back here with a full slate of shows starting next Thursday. Keep them entertaining. And uh, that way, uh, you know, you guys get the best of us when we can give it to you. There you go. Exactly. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance, asking you to call the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or you can always chime in live on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment. And then in the next segment, of course, we will be opening up the stereo app, doing a little less uh, stereo roulette, but you can join us there live, chat with us. What we're talking about today is your favorite or the best April Fool's prank that you've ever pulled or have ever had pulled on you. Now, uh, we are talking with the king of April Fool's pranks, my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. For years, every year, you would pull a big one that people fell for hook, line, and sinker. Why don't you fill us in on uh, maybe a couple of the better ones that uh, people believed you on? Yeah, so nowadays I can't really do it because everybody expects me to do one, so I just don't I don't post anything. Um, there is, if anyone's listening, I'll let them in on a little secret. So one of my friends, um, I didn't even plan it with her. To me, this is actually one of my favorites, and it just happened yesterday. Um one of my friends that I used to work with and mentors, um, she tagged me in a post or she went to my Facebook page and congratulated me on uh, getting a position in Florida. For those that don't know, I have been kicking around moving to Florida for reals as well as back home to Nevada. Like that's legit truth. That's not joke. Um, well, I had kicked around putting in for this spot in Tampa. I had reached out people around me in my inner circle, yada, yada. But some people knew there was rumblings of it. Well, I was getting all these text messages and they're like, tell me it isn't true. Congratulations, I'm gonna miss you. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it's uh, I'm getting like, oh my God, I, Florida is so far, but you're gonna do so great. And I'm like, did did I get just, did I get traded to Florida and I didn't know about it? Like, does Costco <laughs> now trade people? Like, did I get dealt? Um, and I didn't know what was going on. So I just played it off. My instant reaction was, 
yep, I, I'm going, thanks. And I just played it off. I had no idea what the joke was. So I went to Facebook. Apparently, I got a spot in uh, West Palm Beach, uh, Florida. And Congratulations. Uh, you know, so, yeah. So, you know, right now there's this big back and forth where people are like this is not true tony always does these jokes and then she's the one that was like no he really did he's really going and and she set it all up and it's just flipping awesome you know like i kept it up all day yesterday people are like that's not true is it and i'm like yeah i just been keeping it quiet so that one's uh that one since that just happened yesterday is really good because i can't do them anymore i started out with the MySpace days were I look back now I probably shouldn't have done this but at the time I thought it was funny but I when I was with Cassie I said we were pregnant and oh god it, like in hindsight looking back you know she did have like she's struggling with her appearance and weight and stuff and if you do that people are going to be like oh you're pregnant congratulations oh, no. and that's not very <laughs> good yeah you know so I didn't think about it at the time I just thought it was funny but she used to get really pissed with those but People bought them, and then the one where I was the elaborate Sandy Beach girlfriend, where I was in a relationship, I I was able to tag it, and I was in a relationship with some girl named Sandy Beach, and I, where did she live? Like, if, from I forget where she was from, or but it was pretty elaborate. But that one was pretty popular. Um, so there's just a couple, but uh, yeah, I'm always looking to do jokes. But yesterday. I didn't do any of the jokes on anybody. I was very just normal. But thank you to my friend Kelly for putting that out there without me even teaming with her. So, <laughs> yeah, just part of it. Well, unintended well April done. Fool's prank, which is very well cool. done. And I got to yes. say, I even fell for one yesterday. I'm usually on high alert when it comes to April Fool's, but uh, there was a tweet that went up from uh, Spider Man um, uh, No Way Home about uh, a new teaser footage that came out. And so I was all excited, went over to the tweet, clicked it. Of course, they had the title card up there. And then, of course, they informed me that I was the victim of an April Fool's prank. Um, and, you know, it's it's the way it goes. And, you know, when it comes to things like that, uh, unfortunately, I guess I fell for it. So uh, that is what we are talking about. April Fool's pranks, the best one either you've pulled or have had pulled on you. When we come back, it is all about you guys. So go ahead and chime in on our Facebook page or join us on the Stereo app at Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. We'll see you guys in just a couple minutes. And when we come back, it's all about you. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now, if you want to chime in live, head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio, click into the live video and comment there, or in just a little bit, we're going to open up the stereo app, do a little stereo roulette, and you can chat with us live at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. The topic of the day is the best April Fool's pranks that either 
you have pulled or have had pulled on you. We heard a, a couple examples of uh, some of the great ones that Tony has pulled over the years. Um, unfortunately, he can't do it uh, anymore so much that uh, people have grown. <laughs> They took away the fun, man. Yep, they've grown wise to it, but uh, I'm sure that there's a way that you can uh, maybe for next year uh, uh, do something that uh, is maybe a little bit different. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard, especially if you do it every year. Um, there was uh, I did think about posting. I was going to go to Murfreesboro, uh, Tennessee. They're opening a new store there. I thought about mentioning that, but I did that a few years ago with Pflugerville, Texas. I said I was moving to Pflugerville, and I checked in there and the whole nine. Who doesn't want to live in Pflugerville, right? Yeah. My friend Stevie actually ironically went to be the receiving clerk at Pflugerville, so I would have known someone. Hey. It's a little... (laughs) Little suburb outside of Austin. It's actually pretty. So very cool. Yeah, believe, believe it or not. So, uh, but yeah, it gets hard, man. It's a. I love it. It's a lot of fun. I've loved it since I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it turned out to little things. Do you ever pull any? You know, it was never big on the April Fool's pranks. Now my boys love it. Now they didn't do anything yesterday, but in the past they've done things like, uh, oh. Uh, change out the salt for the sugar you know all all of the classics uh they've never put saran wrap on a toilet seat thank god uh which could be just gross and messy but uh they enjoy them unfortunately they didn't participate yesterday yeah it's kind of hard i think you have to if you do a lot of them and people expect that you kind of have to either lay the seeds early or you gotta you can't ever really post big news on the day of right exactly people don't they they just don't buy it you know, this one is uh, the one from work was pretty elaborate. Now I got people wanting to see like the transfer paperwork. So I'm like, well, I could still make that happen. I could make this a ongoing joke for like a week, but right. we'll see how much I energy and time I have for it. I don't really have a lot of time for that stuff. But uh, and in your case, you maybe know. it's best if you go dormant for a couple years on April Fools, and that way you come back in a big way. People aren't expecting it anymore. So uh, yeah. In any, uh, boy, I keep saying in any case, it's Friday. Yeah, no, my brain is Friday has gotten to a point where it's it's checking out. The, but uh, this you know. is the this is the part you're having a cat segment that I had. Right, you know where it's just like I kept muting, and you know why I kept muting is I had my laptop in front, and and then I had my keyboard right under it for the the main Mac, and every time I was typing meow, it would mute the damn thing, and that's why it's muted all the time. It's like. Because once you hit the M, it mutes anyways. I digress. <laughs> this is the part where it's all about you guys. This isn't about us having an off day or anything. This is where you want to hear who's chimed in on my part. Right? Exactly. That's yeah, where I was okay. going. Okay. All right. Jamie Anna chimed in and she said her roommate and her used to bring sweets they'd bake to work every so often. On April Fool's, they made caramel caramel apples with onions and just sat back and watched as people started coming on for their shift. It was great because as people were fooled, it was just more of us watching the next victim. So they'd go take a bite and, and it's an onion instead of a caramel apple. And they're like, oh, this is great. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty sad. That would be awful. I hate onions. That would, uh, While it is a funny joke, I would not want to be on the other end of that joke. Still hilarious though. Yeah. Mike and uh, Lacey do not like it, so they have no April Fool's Day jokes. But they did share that Tenacious D tweeted yesterday that Kyle Gass quit the band. 
So they announced they were done. And then later last night, they said it was just a misunderstanding and decided to get back together. (laughs) Yeah. And Jack Black, I would assume, pulls something every year. I'd love to. I just follow him right around April 1st. If you're funny and and you do jokey things like the April Fool's Day is like it's hard. It, It gets harder and harder, especially with social media. In the early days, it was easier to do. It's easy to say you're moving. Like, I remember one, um, that was all that chimed in, by the way. Oh, so okay. I'll stretch before we go to radio uh, roulette. Um, there was one year I tweeted, I was moving back to, or tweeted, I didn't tweet then. I posted that I was moving now. back to Carson. <laughs> yeah. I was moving back to Carson City, and uh, my aunt gave me my grandma's house. My sister was so pissed. Like, she was crying. She called me and she goes, Why do you get everything? You And she was mad and i go dude do you know what day it is and she goes no she goes but i just don't get why you get the house and and i'm just whoa 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 it's april fool's day dude like none of that's true Calm I did. Down, I, right no now. one gave no one gave me a house i'm not moving to carson city i'm not moving to my grandma's house but that was another one of those pride you because you have to shake it up every year but i think i've had a girlfriend i've moved a bunch of times i've been promoted I think I've quit Costco once. Uh, yeah, I've kind of run. I've kind of used the big guns, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, now you just got to hold on and, to those again. Well, you know, for- and in this day and age, you can't do certain things, right? You know, like I can't come out and say, yeah, well, I can't say I'm I'm one thing and I'm not because you know people will be like, if I'm not, it just might offend someone. So you got to be very careful on certain topics. But uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But it was very good, but I agree. Mike and Lacey chimed in and said, yeah, April Fool's was good before the internet ruined it. Now it's kind of fun to watch other people do it. And like I said, yesterday's with Kelly's was just, um, oh, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, they uh, What Kelly set up yesterday was awesome. It made me smile and happy because people were buying this thing that I had nothing to do with. And all I knew how to do was sell it. Right. So I sold it. And I didn't even know what I was selling until later. I had to read and see what I was selling. Uh, I was moving to California to go be a voice actor. That's why I was quitting Costco. That's right. I forgot about that. That's what it was. Thanks, Friday. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a good. See, I've had good ones, (laughs) just not lately. Yeah. And in the age of get older, you kind of suck at it. In the age of the internet, uh, I I did pull one on my boys yesterday. They're actually on their way to Nashville for a spring break with their mom today. And uh, yesterday, I sent them a thing that said oh my god guys did you hear about the flooding in nashville and send them a link to a video and then uh, the video pulls up and it's you know uh, breaking news and then it goes into never gonna give you up never gonna let you down rick rolled him you you rick rolled him good (laughs) job man yeah corbin simply replied back with i hate you (laughs) yeah he doesn't hate me but uh we had fun nonetheless Well, this will be good. Well, I'm interested to see what we have in the uh, roulette. Yeah, let's this set up. My fa- this is my favorite part. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what we're going to get. I don't. And caution, there might be some F-bombs and stuff. Who knows? We don't know what we're going to get. Yep. Stereo app is like a box of chocolates. You never know what I'm you're going to get. I'm excited. Let's right. dip our hand in the bag of poo. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Well, boy, we're starting off early with uh, people who... Uh, Join and then leave. All right. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. You are not. All right. You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. How you doing today? Not so good, man. I'm so fucked up. 
Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you said a bad word. You get real. <laughs> Run, bitch. Run. <laughs> Time to exit that one. Yep, moving on. You're on the Christian Phoenix <laughs> radio show. How are you doing today? Old-fashioned old games. Old-fashioned games. Hello, little lad. What's you playing? Oh, you playing some Super Mario Brothers or maybe Legend of Zelda there, hey, chap, chap? Mario Bros. Nice. You're playing Mario Brothers? Brittany, bitch. Oh, my. That's third uh, language, though, man. Ote, bye-bye. No. <laughs> He's just a mumbler. He's just a mumbler. How you doing? I You're think that I'm Apparently, uh, we caught him uh. in the middle of a rap. All right. Uh. Yeah. Why he's taking a crap. <laughs> How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Or Guess not. what? You won? <laughs> Nothing. Apparently, we are the victims of the April Fool's pranks today because wah, wah. Uh, we are just not getting anybody worth their weight and salt at this point. Let's see. Here we go. Mm. All right. How's it going? You're... Nope. <laughs> Let's try this again and again. Let's try this Come again. Come on, Australian girls. You are on the Christian Phoenix rate. Boy, it must be a Friday thing. How are you Wanna doing today? Yes. All right. I'm doing good. Want to eat some uh, beef curry? Very good. Oh, my God. So we are talking April he Fool's pranks. Yesterday, obviously, was April Fool's. What is the best April Fool's prank you've yes, either pulled on somebody or had pulled on you? Uh, I just shot my mom on the head. Whoa! You're not funny. <laughs> wow! That is a terrible <laughs> prank. How about, about you try my beef curry? It's fresh from my pants as I make doo-doo and pie. <laughs> Oh, wow. let's keep moving on. Boy, weird ones today. How's it going? You're on the <laughs> Christian Phoenix radio show. Or not. Boy, we may just strike out. This might be a first. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Good, good. So we're talking April Fool's pranks. You were, uh, you know, yesterday was April Fool's. What is the best prank you've either pulled on somebody or had pulled on you? I see. Like... For me, I want to do like April pranks, like April Fool pranks. But I know like some good ideas. Let us know what good ideas for April. Okay, let's see. So like you get like like one magnet and like a cup of coffee. Okay. You place the coffee on top of your car. You put a magnet inside the coffee, and then you just drive. A bunch of people will be like honking their <laughs> horns at you. Trying to like let you know that your coffee is still on top of the car. You know what? That's actually a really good one. I may have to try that uh, next year, but uh, we appreciate you chiming in. Drop us a follow, and hopefully, we can have you again at a future uh, show. Sure, totally. Peace right. out. Thanks, man. Right on. Bye. All right. Well, I think that was a good way to cap things off because yeah, you had at least one. Yes. That's how you yeah. Could ask for yeah. It. And yeah. one really disturbing Except one. For, yeah. Hey, try my beef curry. I took a poop and shot my mom. <laughs> yeah, not good. Well, folks, that does it for this segment. When we come back, G-Man is going to be joining us talking NCAA March Madness Final Four preview. Don't
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day. Now, as we mentioned, we uh, are taking Monday off for the holiday weekend, and so uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page for Tuesday's call-in topic. But if you want to do so, Head over to the Phoenix line or give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, we've invited the G-Man back, as we do on Fridays, as we have been doing on Fridays throughout this NCAA March Madness, to talk about, uh, well... This week, the Final Four preview. And let's go ahead and hit that intro music for the March Madness. G-Man, how's it going today? Good. How's it going, brothers? Good. Hey, G, what's up, man? Good to have you. I miss you too, bro. It's been a while. Been enjoying the segments though when you're when you're on, even though I mysteriously disappear every week except this week. <laughs> well, that's part of weird how that works. Yeah, <laughs> disappear. <laughs> you know, before we get to get into sports, you know, I've been listening to the program this morning, and I have to hand it to you guys. You know, you've really expanded your diversity. <laughs> you're uh, bringing in, you know, alleged murders that like. Blow their mom's head off. Right. That was kind of wow. Yeah, that, that was, was that was, was a <laughs> bit much. Yeah, that was a bit much. Yeah, we you can, know. And then with you, Tony, and your pranks, um, you know, I have to, I have to say, you know, that the one where you, uh, you know, you pretended that your your ex wife, I think it is, you know, was pregnant. I'm surprised you're even alive. Yeah. You oh, know, after that, dude. you know, that was that's that's death I was, stuff. There. I was in my 20s on that one, and I tell you what, looking back now. It's not something I would ever do, but back then I was like, "Well, it's funny. It's kind of not funny, but at the time it was." Well, so but yeah, yeah I'm for... surprised. I'm surprised I'm alive too on that one. To be it with is you. a good thing that she's the ex-wife now, not the yeah. current. Well, wife. maybe that that might have been the seeds that led to that. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, she def she definitely put a little mark on the cave wall. Yeah, on that one. yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't getting out. That was a forever tick against me on that one for sure. <laughs> so let's get into NCAA March Madness. Earlier in the week, we had the Elite Eight. How did you fare in those matchups? And then, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Final Four, uh, the two games this Saturday, and what the betting odds look like on those. Yeah, you know, um, as always, man, I tell you what, uh, at this point, I think I think we have 66 games in the last two weeks, you know, from the play-in games or something like that. So I tell you what, it's, it's uh, you know, things start to kind of blend in 
<laughs> you know, after all of these games. Um, the way that I fared, I actually um, gave a little bit back, you know, to the casino, not not too much uh, this last weekend. Um, you know, there were, uh, of course, a couple of upsets. But, you know, uh, UCLA, I tell you what, uh, that one hurt me. Um, I got Michigan at a really good number um, when, uh, you know, they were, they were um, you know, UCLA was ahead. And, of course, the, if, if you watch that game, the last five minutes, the things that had to happen from a drought standpoint from Michigan, missing free throws, layups, and all that stuff, they, they did not score in the last five minutes. And so hats off to the Bruins. You know, I don't want to take anything away from, from them because that's why you play the games. And they were playing defense, and they were making it difficult. And the anxiety probably came into play, you know, being that number one seed. Um, but, you know, the if you look at the bracket, uh, the final four bracket, you have two number ones, a number two, and the number 11. So most of the time, you know, by the time it gets to the final four, you're going to be having a one, two, three, maybe sometimes a four seed, you know, will sneak in. But this, I mean, what can you say? You know, um, and you know that's why they call it gambling. Yeah. And uh, so going into this weekend's games, you know, um, I think I have a pretty good plan for a nice little two-teamer we'll talk about. All right. Yeah, and I think UCLA might be the closest we get to a Cinderella story in the modern uh, March Madness era, being an 11 seed versus a 1 seed. Of course, Gonzaga destroyed my USC Trojans uh, in the Elite Eight. So they're going to be a tough matchup, but uh, let's head over to the first matchup of the weekend, Houston versus Baylor. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time Baylor's gotten to the Final Four since something like 1955. Yeah, something like that, 1954, 55, somewhere. Um, I mean, it was back when the Lakers were the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, none that's of us were alive, that's for sure. Wow. <laughs> you know, so um, so good for them. Um, it's not easy to get there. And they have uh, continued, you know, to, to uh, get there. You know, the very balanced, uh, you know, team. They have size. They are fast. You know, they've got almost – all the guys, uh, but definitely their top two, three shooter, three point shooters, you know, have been killing it, you know, and, um, you know, so Baylor, you know, has definitely uh, got their fan base, you know, in a frenzy. Oh, I'm sure, you know, people are excited. You know, Baylor's a smaller school. They typically don't do uh, have a uh, big football program. So them getting to the final four in basketball is about as exciting as it gets for that program. Yeah, and, you know, especially speaking of football, you know, you had the, the Coach Bryles thing, you know, a few years ago. And right. so, you know, the campus kind of uh, recovering a little bit from, especially they're a Baptist school, you That's know what right, I mean? Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, some stepping on some uh, some moral, you know, uh, low ground, let's put it that way, um, you know, for them. So, um, but it's, it speaks it speaks very good to their sports program, their, their AD, um, the student body, and, of course, the recruits that come from out of town that are wanting to be part of a solution. Awesome. Now, paired up against Houston, how do you see this one playing out, and where do you sort of put your pre-tip-off bets? Well, again, so, man, I tell you what, um, Houston has impressed, you know. Um, Baylor has kind of played true to form. Of course, they, uh, in many, many brackets, they are picked to reach the finals against Gonzaga. And so... um, that being said, uh, this is the first time that Houston's been to the Final Four since uh, the uh, Kim Olajuwon days, 1984, oh, wow. and you know Clyde Drexler and things like that. So talk about two teams that are matched 
together that haven't been there in a long time, that's that's a great, great storyline. And, um, you know, watching these guys, Houston, man, I tell you what, you know, back in the uh, the day of the, the high slam of Jamma, um, you know, with, uh, you know, Elijah Wan and Clyde Drexler, stuff like that, these guys can move the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get up the court. I mean, you you make a you make a layup, boom, that ball's out, and they're thrown down like a long touchdown pass. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the ball doesn't even touch the court. You know, so when you have a team like that that can move, and when you throw in the fact that they are probably – I'll research this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're the top offensive rebounding team in this tournament. You know, so they're getting these second shots, um, you know, and, and it's just – it's keeping them in there. So – that being said, I'm going to take those points. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, from the beginning, I'm going to pre-bet uh, this. I'll buy the hook up to five and a half, and uh, let's see what happens at that point. But I'm going to go ahead and take the points with Houston, um, hoping for a close game. And if they win the game, I would not be surprised. And uh, especially with one like this, you know, in play, I'm sure plays a huge factor into it. But uh, we've got about two minutes left in the segment, so let's uh, hit up the other matchup. Again, we were talking about UCLA uh, devastating the Michigan fans against the number one Gonzaga, who uh, at this point I think is favored to win the whole thing. Um, how do you see that one playing out? Well, I see it playing out where I'm going to have two angles on this. The first one is Gonzaga, every single game, they have been coming out every single game without exception, the first four, and uh, they're just killing it first half. I mean, they're covering the spread. They're up by, you know, 20, 30 points. So I'll probably put a first half bet in, you know, on Gonzaga. And then uh, if I hit that Baylor bet, I'm going to roll it all over into Gonzaga for the game, you know, because they, I think, I think the clock is going to strike midnight on Cinderella, you know, in this one. Um, they're very fortunate, you know, to be to, here to this point. And this is the, the proverbial David versus Goliath. And I think Goliath is going to smash. Now, do you put a couple bucks on UCLA just in case they pull it out? And uh, I'm sure those odds are hugely, uh, if they do win, in their favor. Yeah, I would probably, uh, as a contingency plan, I would probably rely on something in, the, in play. If something's going wrong, you know, the the second half of the game and they're getting close or something like that, you know, I may bang it, you know, while they're getting points. But, you know, this one, I'm, I'm probably just going to roll the dice and, and go with the convictions that I have before the game. Well, it's going to be a pair of great matchups uh, tomorrow on Saturday. And then Monday is the final, the championship. We see uh, who the final two teams are, which will be uh, very exciting. You know, uh, college basketball at this point is, is always great. G-Man, uh, again, we can't appreciate, uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on, talking about, uh, you know, betting sports with us. And, uh, of course, you know, we're going to find other ways to bring you in as uh, other sports uh, start to open up. And, of course, as football ball comes back yeah we got the draft coming up too which is awesome so yeah i've been tuning in on that yeah your niners moving moving on up man who you think they're taking at three and i mean as you know everybody's saying mac mac jones um you know which you know it's it's easy it much should i should i say easy um it's easier to look dominant when you're when you have the talent that alabama has Let's put it that way. You know, so a little bit uh, concerned with his a lack of mobility. Of course, the, the number one statue quarterback of all time won another Super Bowl last year. So I don't know how much, you know, that means. But, you know, hopefully they'll do a good job. And, uh, you, you know, I, I think they're going to take Mac Jones from all indications. It seems like a Shanahan and Lynch move. 
Yeah. Awesome, man. And sadly, there's never enough time. I mean, we could talk draft mm. for hours, and we'll figure out a day to have you come back on uh, maybe pre-draft, and uh, we can talk about uh, how those look and who may be going where. But, uh, mm. folks, be sure to follow the G-Man on Facebook at the G-Man, and, of course, find his band Seedless Tendency uh, online as well. And uh, they're back to doing some shows. So, uh, G-Man, much appreciated. We are headed in the break, and we will see you all after the break. See you guys then. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. See you. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, not only to the final segment of the show, but the final segment of the week. We're excited to uh, get the weekend started, long holiday weekend, and again, a reminder that we are doing a best of on Monday, so we will have a brand new show on Tuesday. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Oh, Darth. Whiny Vader uh, doomed us all. While you're there, folks, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day, closing things out, drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right. Kicking off This Day in History. This day on 1416, Alfonso Ribe- I mean, Alfonso V succeeds his father as King of Aragon. I thought the King of Aragon was uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Mouse process through the curtain. Yes. <laughs> Not unusual. All right. Let's keep rolling on this day. In 1513, the very first, the OG Florida man, explorer, Juan Ponce de Leon claims Florida for Spain as the first known European to reach Florida. Ooh, Juan Ponce de Leon. Oh, Florida. good for you. <laughs> so you're saying I've been to Spain. Uh, nice. What was originally claimed to Spain, yes. 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 Le- Spain. I've been once, twice, maybe three times. Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1800 is the first performance of Ludwig von Beethoven's first symphony in C. My favorite of his first symphonies. Yeah. Which was your favorite? Just wanna, uh, my favorite was the uh, when he was the Koopaling with the blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> Since Mario died now, you know. It was from this vintage game called Mario Brothers 3. Had that magic wand. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you what the titles are. Like, if I heard something from him, I'd be like, yeah, I like that. Like, he had some good stuff. I just don't know what they're called. 
Well, what was even more impressive was that, uh, especially by the end of his life, he was completely deaf and still composing music. He was basically sticking his head on the piano and just listening to the vibrations. And that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy is they, the sounds are great and everything, but the names are crazy. First Symphony in C. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's keep rolling on this day in 1877. The first human cannonball act performed by 14-year-old Rosa Matilda Richter, known as Zazzle, at the Royal Aquarium in London. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, how a lot of circus acts of the old are passe, especially the ones involving animals. I would like to see somebody shot out of a cannon, though. Yeah, how awesome was that? Zazzle! <laughs> Let's keep rolling on this day in 1912. The Titanic undergoes sea trials under its own power. Um, you know, it, it floated just fine. Uh, running into things, not so much. Yeah, no, nope. we're coming up on that day. I don't know if we'll be doing the show that day. It, it crashed. Maybe we will, because huh. it'll show up on that day in history, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it will. And wasn't it its maiden voyage that it sunk? It was, yep. Only went out once, and it didn't even make it all the way. Ooh, bummer, bummer. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's keep rolling. This day in 1917, Jeanette Rankin begins her term as the first woman member of the U.S. House of Representatives. I talk often about, uh, I, I love seeing the firsts, you know, the first woman to do this, the first African-American to, to do that. And uh, it's just a shame that it didn't happen earlier in our histories, uh, but uh, good on her for being the first. Absolutely, and she's rocking a wicked good garden hat. Yeah, she is. Let's keep rolling. This day in 1921, Albert Einstein lectures in New York City on his new theory of relativity. God, that guy was smart. He was insanely smart. He was uh, Sheldon Cooper before Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> exactly. He's one of those people I'd love to go back and just have a 20-minute conversation with. I think he was a little socially inept from uh, what I've heard about him, but uh, brilliant nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep rolling on this day in 1931. Here's something that you would expect to see a movie made out of, and I never knew this happened, but a 17-year-old girl named Jackie Mitchell strikes out New York Yankees stars Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in an uh, exhibition baseball game at Engel Stadium in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's amazing. That's crazy. Too I've never, I, being a big baseball guy, I've never heard of that. I hadn't either. And uh, again, you know, somebody needs to make a movie about that. Was she, you know, a hometown hero for a period of time? Because again, two huge names. It's massive, man. That's crazy. Also crazy, this day in 1932, Charles Lindbergh turns over $50,000 as ransom for his kidnapped son, course things went awry the son ended up uh being murdered as a result of it but uh it was the only thing in the news in the 1930s yeah oh, awful awful the lindenberg baby kidnapped and on top of that he turned over the money he was he was fine paying it because fifty thousand dollars in those times was massive yeah even more so and so. they they intended to turn the kid back over but something happened and it ended up dead, unfortunately. No, that sucks. Well, you know what doesn't suck is a movie from what? 1968 that was released today, back in 68, 2001, A Space Odyssey, directed by Stanley Kubrick and starring Keir Dulia and Gary Lockwood. It premieres at the Uptown Theater in Washington, D.C. 
groundbreaking movie. Stan, Stanley Kubrick, great director. A little slow in parts, but uh, uh, one that has to be seen, especially if you're a movie fan. Right. And it had the Ric Flair theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it had its music before Ric Flair yeah. took it. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, he stole that music for his theme, but... But that's all right. And it, <laughs> iconic music. I mean, absolutely yes. iconic. All right. Uh, let's keep scrolling down here. Uh, here's one for uh, Friday. This day in 1992, mafia boss John Gotti is found guilty of five murders, plus conspiracy to murder, loan sharking, illegal gambling, obstruction of justice, bribery, and tax evasion, and is the subject of one of the worst movies ever made starring John Travolta. Oof. Yep, and he look at him smiling, his mug shot. He's just so happy. Well, and I think he nailed it on the head. It's his smug shot, not his mug shot. Smug shot, yeah. Dee dee. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1995, WrestleMania 11 in the Hartford Civic Center. I remember this one. NFL linebacker Lawrence Taylor defeats Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, that was not a good match at no. all. But, uh, <laughs> But, you know, it was obviously for the time to have a uh, football player take on a wrestler. And, uh, yeah, I remember Salt and Pepper were there. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they, like, sang him in, yeah. Geeky old wrestling news, yeah. WrestleMania, you always got those gimmicks of people from, uh, you know, other sports coming in or from Hollywood or whatever it was. You know, I think we talked about a couple days ago, WrestleMania 1 with uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah, this year, uh, Bad Bunny is wrestling. Really? In theirs. Yeah. yeah. Bad Bunny. That's where they're at now. Hard pass for me. And yeah. then finally this day in 2010, basketball superstar Kobe Bryant signs a three-year contract extension with the NBA's Los Angeles Lakers worth $87 million. Another person we lost far too soon. Base, I mean, his talent was amazing. He was yeah. inspirational. Um, you know, and he, he had a little bit of a sordid past as well. But, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Sad that that happened. Um, you know what's neat is he just never went to another team. He stayed on the Lakers the entire run. Exactly. Because nowadays you see everybody go jump and ship left and right. It's hard to keep up. Yep. I mean, you even saw Jordan in a few uniforms. So. Yeah. Well, let's uh, run down some of today's holidays before we head out for the day. Where we talk about the things that we like to you know, celebrate. For instance, today is Good Friday. If you uh, mm. are a Christian, it is Hospital Admitting Clerks Day. It is International Children's Book Day. It is International Fact-Checking Day. Just make sure you get your facts right. It is National Love Your Produce Manager Day, National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, National Ferret Day, National Walk to Work Day, World Autism Awareness Day, Reconciliation Day, and Student Government Day. Folks, that does it for our shows for the week. Again, we are taking off Monday. We will see you all on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. Thank you.